Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Semi Pro. I'm your host, Joshua Clements, aka Brit Edit. And I'm Dalton Barrett, also known as Barrett Digital, and we're glad you've joined us today on this splendid episode of Semi Pro. We're talking about Star Wars. Feels like just yesterday we talked about Star Wars, and here we are again it talking about. Just, it was not just one week ago, it was an entirely different decade. Yeah. Josh, I haven't seen you since last decade. How you been, buddy? Oh, you know, it, it's it's been going. I haven't showered since 2018. <laughs> hey, Josh, I don't think you quite understand the joke. 2018 was two years ago, not... not uh... no, I know, I know, man. <laughs> oh, okay. My goodness. You know who else hasn't showered since 2018? J.J. <laughs> Abrams. I don't know, he's been too busy working on Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best Star Wars film in the entire franchise. Oh, absolutely, no questions asked. We uh, we are gonna do our. This is our review episode, and we're gonna is structured a little different than you might expect. If you haven't seen us plugging it, what we're gonna do uh, is we didn't want to just give our opinions of it because who? Why do we matter? Who are we? That's important. <laughs> Nobody. We bought two microphones, and so that may make you think that we're important. But we are ultimately not. Uh, so we're going to let you guys, or we have been pushing to let you guys give your reviews of The Rise of Skywalker. So we've got some phone calls lined up. Uh, there are messages that were recorded and left. And we are going to play those and kind of let let you guys sound off with your reviews of the movie. Right, so uh, as Dalton said, I just, just want to say thanks for everybody who did call in, and uh, we hope we get more callers in the future. So, what do you guys have to say about the Rise of Skywalker? Howdy, y'all. Uh, honestly, if I'm thinking about Rise of Skywalker, uh, I truly think it was a disappointment. Uh, not just to me, but I think to a lot of fans. Uh, I feel like we should see J.J. Abrams' true vision, because as we know, it's... It, it, it was rushed. It was, uh, how do I say it? I don't know. Like, we all know there was problems behind the scenes from it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, release the JJ cut. <laughs> as, uh, as people are saying. Release the JJ cut. And, uh, yeah. Release the Snyder cut also. Cause, come on. That's a given. <laughs> Have a good day. I love the podcast. I hate Eunice. I can't stand him. <laughs> Eunice? I have no idea who that is. That's uh, we're not gonna give names for the rest of the callers except for Eunice because he called in twice to leave his reviews of the Rise of Skywalker, and this is a man who's never seen a single Star Wars movie, so <laughs> you know that's that's what's going on here at Simi Pro. Um, release the JJ cut. My goodness, I would uh, uh, you know let's re- let's release the Johnson cut, release the RJ cut. That's that's got a good flow yeah. to it. I'm- Release the release the Johnson trilogy. Down. I hope it's still happening. Right. Same. It won't. There's zero chance they make it. But no. Actually, well, often nights. Uh, oh, you know, I'm hoping. But yeah, you'd yeah, think it's, it's unlikely. But his yeah, his Star Wars reputation is still uh, still a little rocky. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I'll take an episode of The Mandalorian. Absolutely. Uh, maybe he has a good episode of The Mandalorian, and that gets him his trilogy. That's it. You solved it. All right, cool. That you're welcome. Ryan Johnson should make everything Star Wars related for the next twenty years. I'm glad that we agree on this. Uh, Ryan Johnson should make every movie for the rest of time, and I'll be happy. 
All right, so we got another one we're gonna do. Uh, this one is a real one, and it's a slightly longer one. But this is an actual caller who actually called in to actually say thanks. Yeah, what up, Josh and Dalton? How you guys doing? This is your boy Clancy. Uh, my review for the Wires of Skywalker is pretty modest. Modest, I guess. Wasn't particularly good. I honestly haven't liked much of the new series. It wasn't as good as the originals. It was better than the prequels, but it wasn't as good as the originals. Felt like all they did in these last movies was throw together scenes made differently from the original movies and just redo them, basically. The, but specifically about The Rise of Skywalker, I did not like how they didn't wrap up a lot of the personal character storylines. The uh, only storyline that was wrapped up very well was Ben Solo. I did like how they how they got him to join the light side. That was good. Uh, I did not like how they ended Ray's storyline. I felt like Palpatine was too easy of an answer. I would have much preferred if she was a clone, honestly. It would have explained a lot of things, including the your parents are nobody and the infinite reflections that she saw. Uh, I, would, I did not like how they didn't wrap up any of like the characters' relationships with one another. Uh, Finn was should have ended up with Rey, in my personal opinion. Um, I think Poe should have at least kissed that woman that he was talking to on that one planet instead of just walking away. Uh, I did not like how they did not reveal what Finn was going to say. However, I do think that it was that he has the Force. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good, okay movie. I thought it was a great ending to the saga, but I did not think that it was a great ending to these three movies altogether. Like how it came full circle to her being on Tatooine. Uh, I did not like that. Actually, I think that's it, yeah. Basically, my overall review, the visual effects were stunning. Everything about, like, the visuals was great. Lightsaber animation, the force, all that. I did not like, however, the uh, her kissing Ben. That one did not make sense because there was no showing of that up until then. So far, they've been, like, kind of enemies, kind of forced buddies, I guess you could call it. There was no really romantic feelings there. So when she kissed him, it did not make sense to me. Um, but yeah, that's basically my overall review. Uh, All right, thanks. Um, yeah, I would tend to agree with some of that. Uh, I, I didn't mind uh, Poe or, or Finn and Ray not getting together. Didn't mind that at all, um, uh, and I didn't mind Poe not having any, uh, you know, it was kind of a hinted relationship type thing. I don't think there needs to be, I don't think everybody has to be in a love story in Star Wars. I just don't think that's a necessity. Um, I do agree that I think the Ben Solo and Ray kiss was a little forced. People say that they've been building to that, but I haven't really seen. Uh, it's clear that they have a connection in... Um, in Last Jedi, but it's not like a romantic connection. It's more just like it's like a team kind of connection, I guess. It almost feels like they're like related or something. I don't know. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, I, I would. I don't think it was a great ending to the saga. I do think it was an okay-ish ending to this particular series, but I do like the other two movies in this series significantly more than I like this one. But I think as a movie, just kind of on its own, it was it was weak in the storytelling department. I, I know, okay, so we'll get into this part a bit more later. I know I had a bit more of a positive view on it than you did, and I think than most people did. And uh, this whole uh, view might just break down into me and you talking about The Last Jedi again. Probably. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it almost definitely will, because that movie's a masterpiece. But continue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 can, I can see where uh, you guys are coming from on that, and I agree in some elements. I'm, I'm with you in that. Finn and Rey, I don't think, should have ended up together. And I think Kylo and Rey were going for... It, it felt more like um, platonic than it did romantic. And I know J.J. Abrams has gone out since then and been like, oh no, it was, a, it was like a kiss between a brother and a sister, I think he said, which is kind of... That's that's gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were borderline that, making out. Too far. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, at least Which, we know that that he was inspired it by George Lucas. It a bit Lucas. like backtracking, but um, right. I mean, I, as I said, I, I liked it, and I think that there are a few sort of story point uh, story points that could have been strengthened. Uh, the the biggest thing I came out with was kind of going, okay, that was cool, but why this? And in some cases, it's it's past stories which just got to kind of assume that. Okay, this thing happens. This thing happens, but uh, this had a bit too many for me. But it, even then, it, I, I can definitely see where you guys are coming from in that. I don't know if I agree a hundred percent on it all, though. I think the biggest thing I can say, as far as the and and this is just responding directly to his comments, biggest thing I can say, kind of against the the Ray and Finn thing, because I I said that I didn't necessarily like that, but I never gave a reason why. Well, the reason why is no matter how much you don't like uh, her character, um, Finn has a romantic interest, like in this in this trilogy. Like there is one already, and it's not Ray; it's Rose. Like it's very clear set up that they're and and she's in this movie, and they don't give like too much time to it. But it's it's not like she's gone or dead or whatever. Um, so I think that's a better romantic interest for her just because that's been set up than Ray is because for me that relationship has always been a little more one-sided uh, are you talking about you're talking about Rose right yes yeah I mean Finn and Rose were very clearly set up yeah, in the okay. last movie and I, they... I, I, for a second I, for a second I like sort of, um, I don't know why I got mistaken between Rose and the chick from the Endor moon that they end up on who is also a stormtrooper also who is also a Apparently, Lando's daughter, according Lando's to J.J. Abrams, which is odd. No, no. <laughs> I don't J.J. Abrams. That's the visual dictionary. Ah, okay. Well, why not tell us that in the movie? That's a whole other <laughs> thing. It's it's time for our next call, Josh. We gotta move on. We'll save that for the end. We'll get uh, to that later. All right, next caller. I thought the I thought the film was very enjoyable, but my biggest issue was that it just didn't. It didn't really line up with the rest of them. Like, it didn't feel like a coherent trilogy, and that was my main issue. However, as a Star Wars film, I did enjoy it quite a bit. And that's really it. I can agree with that. Uh, I would tend to agree that it doesn't necessarily line up with the other two. Um, and, and say what you will about Last Jedi, whether you like it or don't like it or whatever, it did line up pretty good with Force Awakens. 
Um, uh, well, to I, an I think extent. that's something that we can probably get into a bit later in terms of uh, JJ Abrams' storytelling attributes versus Brian Johnson's storytelling attributes. Because right. I know you said something the other day, which uh, I don't know if you remember what you said, but I, I'll bring that up later, that I think works quite well in terms of why Johnson did a lot of what he did. Right. Um, I just think, like, this movie didn't feel like it it didn't feel like an expansion of the story from that the that the other two started um like the other two were uh they kind of like they're very different storytelling styles yes ryan johnson and jj abram tell stories very different but last jedi still felt like it picked up where force awakens left off and then moved forward Whereas I think um, Rise of Skywalker almost like picked up what Ryan Johnson left off, threw it in the trash, and then started a whole new story and wrapped up a whole new story at the end. Like it didn't feel like an expansion of the previous two movies, to me at least. Um, so that that's kind of my stance on, I would tend to agree with agree with the caller there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree in some ways. I, the, the key thing to say with that, I think, is that the blame isn't particularly on JJ or Johnson. It's more on uh, management who decided to tell this trilogy, hand it over to three different directors, but then not have an overarching plan in mind. It just kind of went, oh, you know, do what you want. Because that's that's really where it kind of fell apart when you have three different directors with three different um, visions in their minds. And then you got to kind of connect those with each other. It's like trying to put a puzzle together but having puzzles from three different boxes. Right. No, I, I would tend to agree there. I think they were trying to recapture the magic of the original trilogy because, of course, the original trilogy was directed by three different directors. Um, Lucas and I can't remember who it was. They co-directed Return of the Jedi. So that was the idea. You know, you got three different directors, three different visions, and, of course, Irvin Kershner directed Empire Strikes Back. So you have three different directors, three different visions. Uh, that's what we're going to use moving forward. But you can't really recapture the the magic of the original trilogy, I don't think, because the original trilogy is really a fluke. There's no way it should have worked, and there's no way it should be remembered as the beginning of the greatest film story ever told the way it is Uh and so uh, I think recapturing that was a mistake. I really do think they should have chosen one director and given it to him. Um, and I definitely think if you're not going to do that, you cannot give the end of the trilogy to a guy who is notoriously bad for ending stories. But that's also another comment for the end. We got we to gotta quit spoiling our end comments here, Josh. I, I say we. It's mostly me. We got another caller. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's take a listen. Hey guys, so I think that The Rise of Skywalker was a waste of opportunity because they didn't really do much with the character of Kylo Ren, especially after the depth he was given in the previous movie, which was The Last Jedi. And it really felt like Kylo Ren should have gotten a better ending, but it was just lackluster from his point. And Kylo Ren's character is the one that's the most interesting throughout this entire trilogy. I was just sad to see nothing being done with that character. Okay, yeah. Uh, that wasn't my biggest complaint. I think 
Kylo Ren was definitely the standout character from this movie, and all of them. I mean, he's the standout character from the trilogy. Um, but I don't know that he was any oh, yeah. worse here uh, than he was through the rest. I think his. I don't think uh, his character was necessarily redeemable, even though they did that anyway. I don't know that it was. I think he was too far gone to redeem, but they did it anyway. I mean, the. I think he really did a number in the last movie in terms of like um, how evil he really was and I think it was at a point where they couldn't bring him back and yet they did so I mean that's kind of where we're at now um, well uh, I, I can see where you're coming from that but at the same time if you look back to you know Darth Vader he quite literally stabbed a bunch of kids and they still redeemed him and beyond that he triggered essentially a uh, genocide of Jedi. Um, personally, Hunt, like, I know that the cancelled EU expanded on it more, but uh, he, he was in many ways brought back despite being irredeemable too. Sure. Uh, so I'm not that kind of... My, my, issue, my issue wasn't so much that they did it, it was more sort of... that the movie felt a bit cluttered, and if there's a character... I'll get into this more later, because we're just going to keep on spoiling it otherwise, but if there's a character who I thought was kind of lacking in this film, I'd say it was Hux. Because he was, without a doubt, one of my favorite parts of both Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. No, I'd agree. The thing about the Darth Vader uh, thing is, yes, he was uh, he's evil if you look at the grand story. And he was evil in the original trilogy, don't get me wrong. But you never see him do anything necessarily that bad until the prequels. That's when you see him kill all the kids and all the expanded stories. And we know he's a bad guy, but we never saw him kill a group full of kids at the point when he was redeemed. So that's, that's kind of the stance there. Uh, so uh, you give or take some there. Um, uh, like, yes, we see him build the Death Star, or, or we see him on the Death Star, but it's not like he was in charge of the Death Star. The most evil thing he did was have Han Solo locked up in Carbonite and try to turn Luke to the dark side, if you really, really, really look at it. And I think Kylo Ren did a whole lot more than that on screen. Yes. Okay, so he killed Obi-Wan, he had Han Solo wrapped up in Carbonite, and he tried to turn Luke to the dark side. Those are the three biggies that Darth Vader did on screen. Um, so, I think you give or take, Kylo Ren um, was responsible for uh, the death of the majority of the Resistance. He uh, he killed Han Solo, his own dad. He um, uh, other things that he did, he so I, I think he was at the point <laughs> where, he, well, even though I know why you wouldn't, you gotta kind of look at the prequels as canon, and at the same time, he killed his wife. Oh, no, thing. I absolutely agree uh, with killed... that. I'm talking about at the time when Darth Vader was redeemed, because that's in Return of the oh, Jedi. Okay. When they wrote that, those things had not happened. That's why I'm saying it like that. So you can't really use well, that as an example. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like poetry. It, it, it right. rhymes. It's like poetry. It rhymes. But you, you can't really look at those in terms of he couldn't be redeemed because of these things because at the, that time he hadn't done those things yet, you know, because those movies hadn't been written. So that's that's my stance there. That That's why I'm, I'm saying that. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's why I think they're really. a little different. Right. In my, in my head canon, Lucas has had this planned out since <laughs> 1966. In my head canon, Lucas isn't. He, he even planned for Colin Trevorrow to drop out of filming Divisor Skywalker. 
Yes, he did. He planned his sale to Disney, and he planned exactly what would happen from day one. All right, we got another caller. Um, let's let's take a listen here. The Rise of Skywalker is a good movie and a great conclusion to the Skywalker saga. It has its issues, as all movies have, but they're easy to look past if you're legitimately trying to enjoy the film. Anything in it can be explained by any part of the lore if you just do slightly more research than watching the film, but you don't get to complain about it like you're a super hardcore fan and then watch it like a filthy casual. It's a good movie, and it should be looked at as all Star Wars movies. They have their problems, but they're solid. It's a fun conclusion. Don't be a poopy pants. Okay. Um, I'm certainly someone who talks fast and loud. Right. I don't know who that could ever be. Uh, okay. I agree with some things and disagree with some as well. And we've actually, me and this guy, who's going to remain nameless, have had this I, conversation. I already know what you're going to disagree with. Um, I, I, I already know what you're going to disagree with. You're going to disagree with the fact that he said that if, if you watch the film, you should be willing to do that extra research. Because if you're watching a film, you shouldn't have to read a book to catch up on it. Right. That's kind of my, my thought. Uh, I understand that Star War, the Star Wars universe is a big universe. I get that. I don't think I should have to do my homework to understand a movie. I think a movie is a movie, and a comic should add to that. I don't think you should need it to make it good. If it, if, if it makes it better and it's already good, that's amazing. However, if it's a movie that I don't particularly care for, I'm not going to read a comic or a book or something else just to make it good. I'm not going to do that. That's kind of my stance there. Um, Like I said, I don't think it fits in with what we have seen in the past, really in any story. This is the biggest of all the Star Wars movies. It's the most that's ever gone on in a Star Wars movie. It's, uh, I thought it was a little over the top. Uh, I say a little. I thought it was very over the top. I just, that, that's kind of my stance on it. But like I said, I don't think you should have to do your homework just to, um, just to understand what's going on, you know? No, I, I agree with you on that point on, uh, like if, if I, I, I know this applies more to me than you, but if I, if I go to play a game uh, what, what was the game I was playing? I was playing Witcher 3 recently because I watched the show and I wanted to get back into the game and I do love it it's a fantastic game there's elements of it at times where it kind of makes you you have to read up on uh, a character bio or something to try and get the relationship between Geralt and that character and it's just kind of like I'm playing a game I don't particularly want to have to read a book to try and understand the motivations of this because if you're writing a film or a game or whatever, the, the key thing to learn is how to do exposition in a way that doesn't feel clunky, but also gets across what you need. And I think that that's, in films particularly, that's an increasingly important aspect because people kind of forget it sometimes. Like uh, The Mummy in 2017, they, uh, they literally had a room where Russell Crowe just talked at you, filming complete exposition for 20 minutes. And it's just like, that's not good exposition. Right. No, I, I would, I would I tend to agree. That, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed the rise of Skywalker. Uh, and I, I, even though it did feel clunky at times and it did drop certain elements, which apparently may or may not be Disney's fault, there's still more coming out on that. I, I, I you know, like I said, I still enjoyed it. I, I found it coherent enough. I'll say that much. I, I would agree with it being coherent enough. And I'm not one of those guys who thinks like, 
Um, you know, all Star Wars except for the original trilogy is bad and awful, and this is just... Or I'm, I'm certainly not one of those guys who says The Rise of Skywalker is the worst movie ever, and like that's just not kind of my stance. I There's really not that much good Star Wars, in my personal opinion. Um, Star Wars is not a good film no, series. It's like Indiana Jones. It's, it's like Indiana Jones. Half, half of Indiana Jones is bad. Oh, absolutely. I think... I think there's two arguably you can argue there's four good Star Wars movies I think there's two maybe three really 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 good Star Wars movies and that's Empire Last Jedi uh, and I'm, I'm gonna put interchangeably New Hope and Revenge of the Sith so that's 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 four out of this nine movie saga that I think are good the rest of them, you can take them or leave them, whatever, they're all right, or some of them are bad. And then you get The Mandalorian, which is great. Like, there's not that much good Star Wars when it comes to film and television. Like, there's just not. Like, there's not. And obviously, this is all opinion. Um, so, I, I'm not one of those, whenever a Star Wars movie comes out and it's bad, or I don't like it, I'm not, like, surprised, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't think... Um, because I don't think Star Wars has even the original trilogy. Um, New Hope is is solid. I don't think it's great, uh, but I think that's mostly a, a byproduct of the time. I think it's very much a uh, a dated movie uh, in terms of storytelling style and pacing and that sort of thing. So you got that one, and it's it's a dated movie, and it's okay. It's just a little slow. Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies ever made. Uh, and then Return of the Jedi is... Uh, I don't think it's great. It, it's pretty good. It's okay. Uh, it's definitely my least favorite of that trilogy. Then you got Phantom Menace, and Phantom Menace is... Uh, it, it's okay-ish. I mean, it's rough. It's not, a, it's not a terribly easy movie to sit through, and it's kind of boring, but at least it's better than Attack of the Clones, which is terrible. Uh, and one of the worst movies, I think, budget for budget, one of the worst movies, I think, that's ever been made. Uh, and then Revenge of the Sith, which is pretty good. Nothing unbelievably special, but pretty good. Then you got Force Awakens, which is pretty good. Nothing special, but pretty good. The Last Jedi, which is an utter masterpiece. And then Rise of Skywalker, which for me was a letdown. So I just went through the whole saga, and I think there are like two, maybe three good movies, you know? Um, but that's, I don't know. I guess I just don't like Star Wars. <laughs> like, I guess that's just, I like... I like Empire Strikes Back and Last Jedi, but I guess I just don't like Star Wars as a whole. Star Wars, and I think that a lot of how I viewed The Last Jedi was my thought process going into it, right? Because, uh, maybe call me a cynic, or call me British, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> but basically, when I was going into The Rise of Skywalker, the, the thing going through my head was, they're marketing this as The Last and the Skywalker Saga, or whatever. And I just kept on thinking, I know it's not going to be because it's just not. You know, Return of the Jedi was marketed as the last in the saga. Uh, the Venge of the Sith, last in the saga. And I know that this isn't going to be the last in the saga either. Give it 10 years, they'll do a story about what happened to Rey after, you know, 50 years after the end of this film. I suppose it's just, that's just kind of how it affects me. So when I was going into this, I wasn't marking it up to be a good film because I already knew, it, you know, I, I didn't have much of a hope for it being as like good as something like as, as the series can be, I'll say. 
but I, uh, when I was watching it, I, I just had this grin over my face the entire time because the film was basically a nostalgia fest. And I know that that's affected my judgment somewhat, but like I said, I, Star Wars isn't particularly a good franchise. Indiana Jones isn't a good franchise. What they are are good concepts that have been uh, explored and done to death, <laughs> but can be revived with new ideas. Like The Mandalorian, it's a fantastic show. It's basically a Western, but in Star Wars, it's an amazing revival of everything that Star Wars can be in, in terms of how well it's made. But The Rise of Skywalker, I was just watching and, you know, it, it was fun, I guess. It, it was stupid, but it was fun. Like uh, Palpatine shooting lightning into space and shocking everyone. It, was that ever something that's been set up? No. Was it cool to look at? Yeah, I, I liked it. It gave me a tiny bit of tension. I knew they weren't going to do anything with that. Um, like I said, I, I do have issues with the film, particularly with Hux. His kind of character got sidelined, which in Force Awakens, he was this genuinely terrifying leader. The, the speech he gives still, I love that. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the film. And then Last Jedi, he's kind of more comic relief, which I didn't mind as much because even Snoke says that he's basically just the figurehead. I mean, he's a pawn. And in this film, he just kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in this film, he got sidetracked for another general who was on Palpatine's side. In, in, in this film, he gets sidelined for another general who apparently served under Palpatine, but then wasn't mentioned in either of the last two films, which I was kind of like, yeah, I, I like Richard Grant. He's a nice actor. He's, he's always good and whenever he appears. But it just felt a bit odd to kind of have that. And then Hearts gets killed not even halfway through the film. Uh, there's obviously Kylo Ren's redemption, which kind of felt, I don't want to say rushed, because in a lot of ways, it's kind of how you do it. But I, this all ties back into what you said to me the other day, which was J.J. Abrams is fantastic at starting a story, but he's never good at answering the questions he sets up. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, he's, I mean, you can look like at anything lost. he's ever done. You can, lost is the big example. But even in his Star Trek movies, the beginnings of those movies, and those didn't really tie back and forth into each other, but those the beginning of those movies were always good, and the end is where you lose everybody because he's not good at finishing the stories he starts. And so hiring that guy to finish a three-film story arc I don't think was a smart choice on Disney's part. Um, uh, and I just, I, I can't wrap my brain around how you can hire a director who is notoriously infamous for not being able to tell endings to hire the to to direct the end of your trilogy, I don't know what the thought process was there, and I don't know how they got to that point. I, I can only imagine it's just kind of a panic because so the last Jedi comes out, and that's for, for, back, for lack of a better word, controversial, right? I mean, I mean, you like it a lot. Uh, critics liked it a lot. Mass audiences were very iffy on it, which I I can understand where they're coming from. Sometimes, other times, like particularly when it comes to Canto uh, Bright, is that? Yes, that's correct. What the sequence is called? Basically, anything involving Finn and Rose. Uh, I get where people are coming from there, uh, and I get where they're coming from in terms of certain story aspects. But when it comes to like character arcs in particular, the character arcs are probably my favorite thing about the Last Jedi. Luke gets explored. Intro. This is something I thought the other day. The Last Jedi is so good; it retroactively makes the prequels better. 
because yes. it shows that no i was just saying that the Luke- other day the the last jedi makes the prequels an infinitely much more interesting story because it it takes this idea that the jedi is just a bad concept like you watch the prequels and you know they were executed poorly and then you watch the last jedi and it's like maybe it's just a bad idea to have people in this position of power because the power is going to get to their head no matter how good of people they are. And it, like you just said, it retroactively makes the prequels that much more interesting just by existing. Man, I love that movie. I just had that thought the other day. It's wild same, that you also um, did. Same. And, and like, like, like I said, the characters are the best part. Luke retroactively goes, oh yeah, the Jedi were a bunch of idiots. You know, they kept all this power to themselves. They stopped themselves from feeling and having emotions. And it was just, it, like... And then you have Ray, who, you know, the parents reveal that they're nothing. I love that because every character in the saga so far has had some kind of ties with, like, Skywalker or Destiny. It's just like, I, I know where you're coming from. You're getting influence from, say, King Arthur, right? Old Knight's Tales about uh, famous royal blood. But having a character who is the protagonist of this series and have her be her own character who isn't tied into anything, who's just a person, is so new to the franchise. And it was such a breath of fresh air to have someone who wasn't held back by their legacy and had this future in front of them that could actually let them go somewhere new, that in the next film lets them go towards Rey Skywalker. And it's just like, I, I get why people didn't like Last Jedi in some aspects. And I, I understand criticizing that. But in the panic of releasing The Last Jedi, it's like they kind of went, okay, well, out of the two films we've released so far in this series, J.J. Abrams has gotten the better reaction. And people like The Force Awakens are like, oh yeah, it's cool. Let's hire him to do the final film. When in reality, even if you didn't want to keep Ryan Johnson, you, I think you could have kept a new director. Like there's a bunch of up and coming directors who if they directed Star Wars, it could do so much for their career. Okay, take somebody like, uh, uh, and I know he's already had kind of a bigger bigger movie, but somebody like David Sandberg, that type of, of director who's maybe had some, some smaller budget stuff that it's been good and well-received and he's talented, and pop somebody like that in there. And I number one, I think David Sandberg could have made an excellent Star Wars movie, just given his tone, uh, specifically basing it off Shazam. I think given the tone of that movie and how it was taken both seriously and kind of uh, comically at the same time fits in with this trilogy well. Oh. Um, also, if you look at his, um, the, the horror roots that he has, like implementing that into the sort of the Palpatine scenes could have been so great. Right. Because Pal- uh, Palpatine was, without a doubt, the highlight of the film. It was fantastic. Plus, let's let's look at this. What's the strongest part of Shazam? Like, the strongest uh, act? You get your first act, your second act, and your third act of Shazam. What's the best act? For me, I think it's the end. The third act of Shazam, I think, is some of the best of that movie. Because it's just fun. Um, and I oh, think... Yeah. I think he's that's another director who's good at ending stories. Get a director who is good at ending stories. 
Ryan Johnson's great at ending stories, but they stuck him in the middle. J.J. Uh, Abrams is good at starting stories, and they stuck him at the beginning. Good call there. But J.J. Abrams is bad at ending stories, so don't stick him at the end of your trilogy. Like I said, my biggest issue with this movie is, for me, and this is all preference, too. Um, if you like The Last Jedi, or, I mean, if you like The Rise of Skywalker, good for you. You just get to enjoy more Star Wars than I do. But once again, I think I've come to the conclusion that I just don't like Star Wars. Like, I'm going to quit saying, like... I, I'm making this call from here on out. I'm going to quit saying that I like Star Wars and then being like, well, I don't like that movie or that movie or that one. I'm just going to start saying I don't like Star Wars, but I do like Empire Strikes Back and Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say I have fun with the Rise of Skywalker, and I'm willing to call myself a Star Wars fan for now. Uh, I, I'm willing to call myself a Star Wars fan whenever it's not talked about how the Star Wars fandom is quite literally insane in some ways and have drove multiple actors off of social media they drove a couple of them insane and have a generally toxic background but outside of that i think they're fine yeah they're, and i'm not honestly thinking about that okay kind of off the route here but someone who would have been great well not great but someone who could have really been neat with this final film spielberg i think spielberg's lost his touch um that being said I, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I refuse to admit that. I, what, what was the last movie Stilber Spielberg has done? Stilberg. Spielberg. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, he, he just did Ready Player, Ready Player One. Yeah, see, I hated Ready Player One. That was one of my least favorite movies of that year. To be fair, just before that, he did The Post. And then, like, a couple of years before that, he did Lincoln. A couple of years before that, he did Tintin. I... I think I get where you're coming from with Spielberg's Lost His Touch because he did the BFG and Ready Player One and Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies was pretty but good. He's, he, I never saw Bridge of Spies. I just, it looks so boring to me. I watched five minutes and turned it off. It was pretty good. It was a, uh, it was kind of a, it, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know that he's kind I of. I only the... watch uh, Atmospheric, <laughs> Right. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think he would have been the right person. He is good at ending ending movies i don't know i don't know who the person is to do who, who the person should have been to direct it i do know it shouldn't have been jj abrams um john favreau john favreau could have slaughtered the end of this trilogy i, I would not be surprised if going forward he is he's the overseer of star wars just because of the mass positive reactions to mandalorian i think him and david filoni will be kind of the Kevin Feige's of yeah. the Star Wars universe. Um, I guess Which just... Is, some, I love that because they're both massive fans. Right. I think kind of a summary, end, wrap-up thoughts kind of thing. Just a little short kind of, you know, wrap-it-up kind of thing about our views. Personally, it's not... I don't like... It's not a terrible, terrible movie, I don't think. I like Star Wars a lot better when it's character-driven, small-scale stories. Um, that's that's the Star Wars that I enjoy. Um, Empire Strikes Back, again, it's a beautiful example of a smaller-scale story where it's this massive universe that... But you're focused on these characters because you care about them and you like them and they have chemistry and they just work great together. Uh, and Last Jedi is the same thing. It's this huge, overarching story but you're focused on these these small characters just dealing with themselves. And this movie was not that. It was almost like the exact opposite of that. 
it was you got this huge universe so let's do everything um let's bring back the prophecy aspect of the prequels let's do all of these big huge expansive things and not really explain any of it uh and then it's just it was too big for me and i know that's kind of a stupid thing to say when you're talking about this giant expansive galaxy with space wizards and all this kind of stuff but it was it was it was too big for me it had too much going on and uh, specifically the third act everything leading up to that is pretty sub uh standard i guess it wasn't bad but it was just kind of whatever and then the end was just so noisy and there was so much going on and it was like everything is happening at once and Palpatine is back, but we're not going to explain how or or where, even though he blew up and 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 Ray has got all of the Jedi living in her. And Palpatine's saying, if you kill me, because you're my granddaughter, apparently, we haven't even touched on that. You're my granddaughter. And if you kill me, then all of the Sith that have ever lived will take over your body and use you as a vessel. And then she kills him and that doesn't happen. And it's just like all of these things, like there's no tension because it's so big. Like, I never felt that any of these characters were in danger because this story is... Because this ending is so huge and so big and we're not focused on a person. We're focused on um, a, a big convoy of ships. And so you're not worried about any of your individual characters because you're worried about the overarching, huge, expansive, big thing. And so that, for me, it's not my taste in Star Wars movies. And it's not my taste in movies in general. And like I said, if you like it, that's amazing. And I'm really glad for you. And I wish I did like it. I went into this movie wanting to like it. It's not like I went in wanting to not like this movie. Obviously, I want to like it. I loved The Last Jedi, and I wanted to enjoy this one. But I just I just didn't. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, and I didn't I didn't care for it. And Because it was just too much. It was just white noise is all it was. And... It was Avengers Endgame level of too much going on, and that movie had 22 movies to set it up. And this one had three, or two. Nine if you count the entire saga, but you really can't, because it's not focused on any of those characters. And so, like I said, that's that's kind of my take on it. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's not my taste in Star Wars. I guess will be my, my last little snippet of information there. I... I, I can see where you come from. I, I went into the film with low expectations, and I walked out enjoying myself. Like I said, I, I found it fun. Um, I had a grin on my face for most of it, because I was like, hey, there's that thing, there's that thing. And I know, I know like, that's just me going like full consumer, but it, it, it was it was nice watching it, because I knew, like I said, I still don't think this is going to be the end of the saga. I know they'll release another film 10 years down the line that's continuing this no matter what they say um the thing with it was it was just kind of in, in a lot of ways i think it's like justice league where it's this mismatch of ideas that has to be elaborated on outside of the medium that it's released on in which case why would you release it on that medium the visual dictionary or was it visual diet diet visual dictionary i'm gonna call it that apparently expands on a lot of these points. It expands on how Palpatine's alive, it expands on Lando's daughter, it expands on Rey's new lightsaber. And it just kind of felt like I, I, I'd get a better experience as a story reading that book than I would watching the film, which is not what you want to walk out. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was 
it, it was kind of just what I expected it to be, I guess. But yeah, overall, it, it was fun enough. I was smiling. I, I had a couple of chuckles. And I was kind of let down in certain aspects. Um, but over, most of the time, I was just kind of like, hey, yeah, that was kind of neat. I'll, I'll just go home and watch The Mandalorian. Can't wait for episode eight. Right, I went home from Rise of Skywalker and immediately turned on Last Jedi. That's what I did. That was <laughs> it. Just made me want to watch the Last Jedi, uh, and then I had the opportunity to see it again. And Speaking instead of, of seeing, go ahead. What'd you say? I went and saw Knives Out. No, no. What'd you say? Tell me. I saw Knives Out. That's oh yeah, what... I was gonna say. Yeah, I was say, Speaking of the Last Jedi, I can't wait for next week when we get to geek out over Knives Out. Yes, next week will be our top movies of this past, of 2019, of last year. We're going to keep pushing this semi-pro hotline. Uh, and so if you want to call in with your questions or your comments or whatever, um, you can call in at 203-538-SEMI. That's 203-538-2364. Call in and leave a message on that number. That's how we got all of these or most of these reviews for uh, for Rise of Skywalker. But you can call in anytime and just tell us that you love us or that you hate us or that we're doing a good job or that we're doing a terrible job. And just let us know different things. That's a, that's a really interesting and fun way to get in touch with us and even be, get yourself heard on the podcast but I want to thank everybody who called in to leave their review of the movie uh you can tweet at us josh do you want to give that twitter real quick right you can tweet at us f- too at josh and dalton on twitter uh it's called semi just you know tell us your views on star wars marvel dc best films of next year tell us your views tell us that you hate us tell us that you love us tell us that you want us to shut up Whatever. You can hit us up there. You can tweet us. You can message us. Uh, we'll try and get to everything. Uh, and if you want, we'll be out on the podcast. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, super excited for next week. We're going to have a really fun show. And then we've we've got stuff planned all through January. We're glad to be back. We took a little break for the holiday season. Uh, but yeah, tweet at us. Let us know what you thought of Star Wars or call us. It's a little late to get your reviews in because we already did the episode. But call us and let us know what you think of the podcast and that sort of thing. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a review, maybe rate it five stars, whatever, uh, and share it with your friends. We really want to push this thing out where other people can hear it and bring new people in. And that's one of the easiest ways to do that is to give this thing a review or to share it with your pals. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Josh, do you want to get in that last comment real quick? Uh, I'll just say tweet us, call us, tell us what your favorite films of last year were. And while you're at it, tell us what your favorite film of last decade was. Right, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just get in contact with us. Let us know. We want you guys to interact. Uh, leave a review. Am I missing anything? Oh, you can follow us both on Instagram at BritEdit and at Barrett Digital. That's Josh is BritEdit and I'm Barrett Digital. So yeah, do all of those things. I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a great time leading up to next week's podcast. And we will see you when we meet again right here. Thanks for listening to Semi Pro. Semi-Pro.